0: The insider threat is a growing menace that government and businesses face. Prompted by the WikiLeaks breach, President Obama has issued a memorandum directing federal agencies to implement minimum standards to protect vast amounts of classified data from insiders. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Gov Info Security and Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be joined by Tim Ryan, Managing Director at Kroll Advisory Solutions Cyber Investigation Practice. He previously served as a supervisory special agent at the FBI, where he supervised the largest cyber squad in the United States. Welcome, Tim.
1: Hi, it's great to be with you.
0: The memorandum issued by the president was over a year in the making, coming about after the WikiLeaks breach, in which a quarter million sensitive and classified State Department documents were made public. What will the memorandum do, and why is it significant?
1: I believe, I think the memorandum just speaks to the issue of uh, merely looking at computer networks and the external threats that are posed against them is insufficient. Some of the most Significant threats that we've seen and most devastating attacks, both when I was at the FBI and now with Kroll, are coming from people that are granted legitimate access to those systems. And then they either leave malware on those systems or logic bombs on the systems or they remove data from those systems using credentials that their employer gave them.
0: You talk about people being granted legitimate access to systems. In the WikiLeaks case, I don't know whether Private Manning was given legitimate access. Obviously, he he did have it. Can you discuss that kind of problem that organizations face?
1: I can't speak to the WikiLeaks in particular. What I've seen in some cases is an individual who just has a username and password to log into their corporate system, maybe think they're about to be laid off or they know they're being laid off, instead of having that kind of access monitored from the employee what ends up happening is that the employee will put a logic bomb on the system or will start to copy off data and onto usb drives or to other devices or maybe even just email it to themselves and they'll do that for a variety of reasons they'll do it like for a revenge motive where they want to really hurt the employer so they want to encrypt or destroy data or they're just looking for greener pastures and they want to set up a new corporation and they're going to use their current employer's intellectual property to set up that new corporation.
0: Put into perspective of how the insider threat should be approached as compared with other security threats that organizations face.
1: The people who can hurt you most are the people that you trust. You have natural defenses against external parties. You have ways to keep them out. As it compares to those external threats, an insider is able to reach far deeper into the corporation or the agency that they're involved with. They can siphon off data, give it to hostile entities, use it to create their own businesses, or they can destroy data that agencies and corporations are relying on just to do their normal work. Unfortunately, because they have legitimate access, granularity that a corporation has to use to determine when an insider is, is actually using their privileges to attack versus just to do their normal daily activities. That be a little bit difficult for corporations to get their hands around. Why so? So an individual is sitting at their desk and they're reading their emails, and then uh, maybe they bring up the Word document. Now, what do they do with that Word document? If the next email goes out to their private Gmail address, well, what have they done there? Is it that they're trying to use that document in another setting because they're looking for another job? Is it that they're using that just to back it up because that's how they normally access stuff on the weekends? Knowing motive as to why something is happening can be a critical part of insider threat mitigation. Understanding why somebody is saying something or doing something, and that is a lot more difficult than just, hey, this unknown IP address from, let's say, China is trying to get into our firewall. That stands out a lot more than Joe from accounting has been backing up his data onto a DVD every night for the last two weeks. Like, Why is Joe doing that? The act doesn't necessarily speak to what the motive is.
0: So what should organizations do?
1: To a certain extent, there's some mitigation that they can put in in place to prevent their intellectual property from exiting their perimeter, like data loss prevention. I don't think it's as simple as buying a piece of software and installing it on Mm -hmm. your system or buying a piece of hardware. It's about understanding, uh, having policies in place as to when you're going to terminate an employee, how that termination should take place. When there are signs in the workplace that employees may be doing something wrong, you need to have policies in place as to what you do. So, an individual starts downloading stuff onto a USB drive. Like, what is the policy? What does the security unit do in that case? Who do they employ? How much do they know about this employee? To the extent an employee is allowed to have, like, bring your own devices such as iPads, iPhones, or any kind of smartphone in there, to what extent does the corporation have the right to seize that property, to see their intellectual property is leaving? And then also, of course, preparing for it. How are you going to detect when your intellectual property is leaving? How are you going to limit the number of people who can put malicious code on a server? Are you backing up your data? So that if a data destruction event takes place by an insider, that you can come back online very quickly.
0: What's different about insider threat today than even a few years ago?
1: As we see corporations move to the cloud, the physical realm, the geographic realm is becoming even less germane to some controls. Chances are, in many corporations, their data is being stored up in the cloud. So even if they're in New York, they still need to have network connectivity to the cloud. That network connectivity can be used for good or bad. And what we're seeing in some cases is that maybe an individual located in one part of the world can use their credentials to get data that's stored up in the cloud by another part of the corporation that this person has nothing to do with, has really no need to know what's going on, and they're still able to pull out, let's say, client lists or other intellectual property. The race to the cloud is expanding an insider's ability to project harm within the corporation.
0: How much of the insider threat is intentional? How much is unintentional?
1: Yeah, that that is a really good question. I've worked on cases where an individual may have done something wrong, but the effect was the same. I think some of the most devastating effects that we see are clearly intentional. Or an individual with some sort of privileged access into the system potentially attempts to destroy that system. That can be some of the most devastating effects. Accidents do occur. An individual not really understanding the threat posed by them downloading a lot of patient health records onto their laptop and taking it home with them to do some work in an unencrypted environment outside the policy that that security and IT has put in place. That can be just as devastating, but I will say what we're actually seeing is threat or the effects caused by somebody that intentionally tries to harm the corporation.
0: So the harm is, is still the greater threat than the unintentional.
1: That, that's just what we're seeing. So, um, so right now, I'd say the cases where I've seen the most harm is where somebody really wanted to hurt the corporation. Not really just the accidental release. The accidental release may be embarrassing, but the level of compromise or destruction caused by somebody who intentionally wants to do that is usually far greater.
0: Any other steps organizations should take?
1: Understanding that employees have to be monitored within the network. So producing, let's just talk cyber-wise, having a way to monitor employees' use of the Internet Restricting what data can leave your perimeter, uh, having policies in place to respond to issues when an insider threat arises. And that may be, uh, let's say, non cyber. Um, everything from a guy has continually verbalized physical harm to the corporation, or somebody sitting, that, that has to be addressed. So, in some way, somebody articulating within a corporation that they intend to do harm to the corporation. It has to be taken seriously. As far as the cyber goes, again, preventing the data from leaving is a big step. Preventing individuals from placing intellectual property on their personally owned devices, I think that's critically important. And then having uh, a computer security system in place, both policy, procedure, hardware, software, that is tailored to the insider threat. I know that's, uh, that's a pretty high level It takes a lot of planning. It takes categorization of corporate assets, what is important, what is the corporation unwilling to lose, and then kind of putting those assets in a heavily surveilled or regulated environment where just any employee can't come in and take it. I've seen one example in particular is a relatively low-level employee that had access to a lot of important corporate data And nobody really thought, should this low-level employee have access to that much data, and then the employee just inadvertently gave it out. It's a real understanding of where the corporation's intellectual property rests and how that's going to be protected, especially against somebody who is already legitimately working inside the corporation.
0: When you talk to your clients or when you're at the FBI and talking to victims of these crimes, what... Were the reasons that were given to you why organizations did not take these steps?
1: Um, I think some of it is. Some of it is in many corporations, security is seen as just a cost leader. It's just it's expensive. Therefore, uh, corporations, especially in this economic environment, trying to maximize profit, are going to spend as little as possible at times on securing their infrastructure. Uh, most people when they get a new computer, they want, to, they want to turn it on, they want to see, hey, can I write a document with it? Can I connect to the internet with it? They don't turn on that computer and say, hey, is it really secured the way it should be secured? The same thing happens inside corporations. I mean, there are some Fortune 100 corporations that their security departments are redheaded stepchildren. They're not considered to be as important as sales or marketing. Uh, And what ends up happening is that over a period of time, computer systems grow, they're very efficient, they're very effective, people are able to communicate, but nobody has really sat down and said, okay, how are we going to secure these systems? Some of it is just cost. Some of it is a lack of expertise. Some of it is just a lack of awareness that some corporations, it shocks them to realize that an insider inside the corporation would really try to hurt them.
0: It sounds also that these organizations you speak of either don't do any kind of risk assessment or they ignore the risk assessments?
1: I wouldn't say they don't do any risk assessment. Some corporations are used to conventional risk. I think having a more expansive understanding of what the risks are that are facing the corporation and including information technology into that risk assessment, I think is helpful. I think some conventional risks may not be as devastating as the current cyber threats are.
0: Any other points you'd like to make?
1: The reality is, if you have a research scientist who you think has turned to the dark side, if you will, and is stealing intellectual property, merely doing an examination on their computer is not going to give you everything you need. In fact, some of the most powerful information that helps corporations understand the scope or the damage done by an insider is the statements that the insider makes to us. But those statements are in conjunction with the forensics we've already employed, And then kind of making recommendations to the corporation as to how did this happen and then how do we move forward from it so that it can never happen again. And merely doing computer forensics is not going to answer that 365 degree question from all angles as to who was this person, how did they hurt us, uh, what is the scope of liability, what is the extent of damages we suffered, and then how do we move forward from here. Thanks, Tim. Thank you very much.
0: I've been speaking with former FBI supervisory agent for cyber, Tim Ryan of Crawl Advisory Services for Information Security Media Group and GovInfo Security. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.